Hello San Pedro Podcast, episode 88. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jess. And this is the Hello San Pedro Podcast. Join us as we talk with locals, community leaders, business owners, and people like us who love all things San Pedro. Every week, we'll explore San Pedro's deeply rooted culture, discuss local issues, and spread good vibes. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jess, one of your hosts. Today we jumpstart a new series over the next few episodes where we focus on some of the nonprofits that are local here to San Pedro. And we wanted to highlight some of our capeless heroes, if you will, um, who have dedicated their time and their energy towards a cause that they're passionate about. Our first guest to help us kick off this new series shares my love for animals, and she's doing the most through her nonprofit. I'm really excited for you guys to hear what she has to say, so let's just get started with the interview. Hi, my name is uh, Teresa Sardisco. I'm the founder and president of Pedro Pet Pals here in San Pedro. Tell me a little bit about your, your family history here in San Pedro. I'm fourth generation in San Pedro. We own two restaurants. One is 67 years old, but it's actually from 1944. That was 11 years before that on Terminal Island. It was called the Radio Cafe. I know it's been in movies. And then we opened one in San Pedro, which is now Rancho Palos Verdes, and we've been there 42 years. Okay. So my family was all fishermen and restaurant and... All here in San Pedro. The canneries, correct, yes. Wow. Yeah. Do, where did they come from? Do you uh, my family came from Sicily. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. Um, so tell us what was it like growing up? Growing up. Well, uh, I had a pretty good childhood. My mom and dad divorced when I was five, so my grandfather, who spoke hardly any English, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much had us all the time because my dad worked, mm-hmm. ran the restaurants. My grandfather had been six. He passed away in 1978 at the age of 68, so he was pretty young. Um, So I had a great, great time. A student in school, played tennis, turned tennis pro when I was 13. And I just, my life was school and tennis. That's all it was. Wow. For many years. Yeah. (laughs) Many, many, many years. Um, What did you do after tennis? Like, at what point did you switch? Um, Well... I was supposed to go to UCLA, and I was going to play there. But having a strict father, he decided uh, he wanted me to drive back and forth to college. And being the hard-headed 18-year-old, well, I can't do it. I'm not going. So I didn't go, and uh, I quit playing tennis when I was 20. And I just got went to FIDM with a couple of my girlfriend. I just did a bunch of stuff. And then I came back, circled it back around to the restaurant because they needed me. And the, here I've been. And yeah. 55 years old. Yes. There's a couple of people we've yeah. interviewed. I only did gone. five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was not for me. <laughs> what did you study or what were the classes? Um, I don't even know what it was, but we just sat there listening to um, people, how they got to where they were. And I had never taken any classes. I was in nursing. 
so I never was able to take, so I was pretty bored. So yeah. we used to, my girlfriend and I used to ditch and we'd go to Santa Monica, things that we could never do. We were gone. Santa Monica, we were everywhere, up yeah. and down the coast. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of get a little crazy, but uh, yeah, so ended up back at the business because they needed me and here I've been. Um, so switching gears into um, your love for animals, what is the earliest experience that you could remember that your love for animals was sparked? Probably when I was born. Really? Uh-huh. I had a, uh, my parents had a little dog named uh, Chi-Chi. That was a chihuahua. Just would watch over me when I was born. And uh, I barely remember Chi-Chi, but I do remember. And then uh, later in life, I got, I think I was four or five. My grandfather came home with a dog. Someone was dumping him in the market parking lot. So I said, can I borrow her? Her name was Twinkie. So she, I had her for 14 years. What kind so, of dog was she? She was a wired hair, white mutt. I think she was Chihuahua wired hair terrier. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I've always been the one to help during those. I mean, even sick dogs and yeah. yeah so. All the strays. like Always. Come, yeah. yeah. Get a spider, I put it outside. Or if there was a mouse, I wouldn't kill it. I'd throw it outside, stuff like that. I love that. Um, that reminds me, when I was a kid, we'd do the same. Like, if there was a cat or some stray, yeah. anything, we would be like, oh, let's nurse it back, yeah. a butterfly. Well, my whole family are animal lovers, so I probably that's probably where it all came from. Yeah. 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 So, that was good. What What other memories do you have of, uh, of growing up here in Pedro, specifically? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Born here, raised here, and probably going to die here. <laughs> I'm already going to be buried here. Um, gosh, there's so much, just all the community spirit. It's just, everybody pulls together. We do a lot of, with the business, we do a lot of fundraising. We do a lot of, we help out at churches, the school teams, and the, the list goes on and on, but it's just the community. It's different. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's very a- different, very tight knit. You're either related or you know everybody. So yeah. that's the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great community. That's yeah. the appeal for a lot of people, I think. I'm yeah. new. I'm new here, so I moved two years ago um, from from New York. Oh gosh, yeah. We, but the, a lot of those little towns over there are the same. Yeah. So it's very similar. Yeah, I grew up here in LA, but then I was living in New York for a for a bit. Um, but yeah, this this like I always thought of LA based off of like the other places. I had never really come to San Pedro. Yeah, much. It's very different. It's a very different And once you meet someone that's anchored here and you start meeting everybody, they just take you in as family. So it's amazing. Yeah. You don't find that a lot of places. It has that small town vibe. Yeah. I mean, my mom lives in Oregon and it's a small town in Oregon. And I mean, I've been going there since I was, when did she move? I was 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a few friends, but the community is nothing. And that's a small one horse town. Nothing like what's here. And we're much bigger. Yeah. They don't even have a stoplight in her town. (laughs) But you know what I mean? But so San Pedro is amazing. Yeah. Very there's closely. a lot of good food and there's good events. and. Well, so before we get into your rescue work and all of that, I really wanted to give some time to talk about um, what the homeless animal population crisis is. What does it look like here? And um, to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, the shelters have never... I've been doing this a long time, officially on paper 2009, but since 1990 with the LA City Shelters. Um, I have never, ever, ever, ever seen it the way it is. 
I mean, there's no room it, that they're busting at the seams today. Um, today, uh, they're they can't even intake a lot of animals. A lot of times, they're telling you take it back to where you found it. I mean, hopefully, the owner will find it. There's it is just it's just popping. It is people adopted, and I don't know what happened. They went back to work, and they're just dumping their dogs, oh, no. cats. It's I never it's I don't know. I don't understand. I always figured once you adopt a pet that that's for life. I couldn't even imagine. And I I have a really busy life. I take care of my dad who has a stroke. I have a challenged cousin who's 72 who's deaf. I take care of him. I run two businesses. I have a nonprofit. And I can't imagine, even if I lost everything and had to live in a car, like to just go dump my pets. Mm-hmm. I just, but you and we hear the craziest I mean, it gets to the point where you don't even care what the excuse is anymore. But, you know, because it's about the pet. Right. So that's what I try to focus on. But it is, it's the worst it's ever been. Wow. Ever. Because I remember a couple years ago, right after the pandemic had begun, there were a lot of conversations about like, oh, all of the pets have been adopted out. Like, you know, congrats, like many shelters have been emptied, etc. But now you're saying that the repercussions of it's that. never been like I have never I mean they're always full let's just put it that way um but you know rescues come in and pull or we fly them different places or they get adopted and a lot of cases unfortunately if they're not um adoptable we have to euthanize because of the area we live in they're shot up with steroids and those pits and stuff they can't be they can't be placed because they're they're bred for a different reason, unfortunately, and I wish we can crack down. I'd like to get more involved in cracking down on that pit bull fighting and all that because mm-hmm. they—it's—that's a, a whole nother. That's a horrible discussion, but it's reality. A lot of people don't like to talk about it, but it happens every day. Let's so. talk about it. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the, when you see, you know, when you hear people say, "Oh, don't give your dog away for free," or your cat, because there's what they call bull bait. So with these pit bull fighting rings do they need animals that they could throw in a ring to see how the dog fights and they just they tear them up it's disgusting or they mark a animal like a cat with a a red or a blue x or whatever and they throw them in the ring to see which ones it's just it's terrible it's the reality of pit bull fighting is horrific if people really saw what the photos and knew there's so many even in the business I'm in even with I mean I have a lot of good friends that are I have involved so they've seen a lot but like my customers it's like I just want to educate them everybody's so uneducated about well like what are some of the uneducated or uninformed um as far as like adoptions and stuff okay so when you adopt a pet from the shelter or a rescue Usually once a pet is in rescue, it's safe because the rescues go above and beyond to try to make sure that dog gets a home. They're not going to euthanize it. Um, The cost of a spay-neuter nowadays is anywhere from, I'll say, $300 on up, all the way up to $900, okay? Vaccines, chips, uh, deworming, all these dogs come this way. When they're in rescue... All, they also get vet checked, everything. So you're pretty much, you know, and they've been in a foster. So you kind of know what their mannerisms are because, again, it's about the dog. So, like, we had an adoption event this last uh, Saturday at Crafted, and these people were really interested in this dog. He's really cute, okay? 
but it was their first time owning a dog and this dog needed a little bit of someone who was dog savvy because what happens is if they adopt, oh, the dog's cute and then it doesn't work out because the dog isn't friendly with kids or whatever and then the dog gets bounced back and then the people get discouraged to adopt again. So that's what the rescue. So you get people saying, oh, well, $400 is too much. And meanwhile, I go on In their page. Piece, so I, yeah, so I go on their page and they have purebred animals. So it takes everything. If I didn't own a business here, I, I would probably be much more opinionated. So I, it's easier for me to try to educate. Like I'll post something. Okay, this is, let's try to educate. But I, I, I even have to even give us a donation but wait, where's the shelter? Like they want, I'm like, what? You know what I mean? What do you mean? Where's the shelter? Like it's right on Gaffey and Channel. What do you mean? Where? I'm just, it's just, yeah. I just wish known. we can do more community outreach. I, and I sometimes, and I feel like I get knocked down. Like how I do a lot of community outreach. You know, we've gone to schools. We've talked to kids in classrooms about spay neuters and how to treat animals. And we throw out, you know, fun stuff and, you know, and I, we we do events and talk about spay neuter, how important it is. You know, I speak uh, a couple languages, so it helps. But, you know, we, we deal with, they don't want to get their dog fixed because they want their, because in their mind, a female is born to have puppies, okay? You know, and I'm, they're like, well, we're not going to have babies. Okay, well, then thank you for that. But the dog is very susceptible to cancer as well. Mm -hmm. So, and it's like, if they, even if it's free, like we pay for a lot of spay neuters free. We do vaccine clinics, we do spay neuter clinics, and we still try to get the word out there in the sense of, you know, keep How your dog healthy and let's not reproduce. Because I just feel like taking everybody to the shelter and go, look, this is what happens when you don't spay neuter. Yes. And do you, I mean, that's something that I feel very strongly about too, is like yeah. spay neutering. Because I think that that helps contribute. It's helps to if we did all that we wouldn't have this problem we wouldn't have as much of yeah, a population I mean, problem i yeah. wish i would i invite people to come down to the shelter and just take a look around and see what's happening and mm -hmm. i always tell people don't talk about it be about it you know get in there if you know if you have if you think you can make some changes or anything positive do it let's do it, it takes a team um so spaying and neutering is definitely one of those big issues um, probably one of the number one issues the number mm -hmm. one issues in two number two is um vet care you know i get vet care here is so expensive that people can't afford it so they end up dumping their animals because of a stupid little skin issue that could have been helped or a little growth or dental or whatever so that's why we're opening a low-cost um uh wellness center in our building we partnered with snips la they already they're going to keep doing SNP, um spay neuters at their building on next to the shelter 957 north gaffey but here it's going to be all wellness so and affordable where people can afford like people can afford to come pay you know, even a hundred dollars for something, but they can't afford the additional eighty dollars and an additional four hundred for blood work and a lot of stuff like that. So, right. yeah. So I think by volume, my vet is in Orange. I'm sorry, Riverside, Doctor Butchko, and I wish people can go see him. He doesn't take appointments. It's first come, first serve. People can afford it, 
And he does volume there and he's amazing. So I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen here because, you know, pets, even like nail trims and mm-hmm. ear issues, you know, fleas and mange because a lot of stuff comes up and all it is antibiotics in a shot. Right. And they can afford that, but they can't afford all the additional stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are all very important. And so. education, I mean, I think that that's important is to tell people like the benefits that you get also of like fostering or even adopting. I mean, rescues are just one in a million, you're going to get healthier dogs in some ways, you know. Every way. We try to get all our dogs from the shelter because we're partnered with Animals Rule at Creative Pet on Harbor Boulevard with Stephanie Crawford. Um, Because we're not, Pedro Pep House is not a rescue. Like we're not set up for fosters and all that. So we partner with people. So Stephanie is one of our partners. Uh, Sherry from Long Beach Fix It Project. She's amazing. She's awesome. We need to get her in here. Um, Like our groomer is the dog groomer. So we try to partner with people to keep, they're right there to Mm -hmm. clean it up. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Let's let's talk a little bit about what you do at Pedro Pet Pals. Like let's talk about like what it is. Because I've read your history and it's very incredible how Mm -hmm. it started. It started back in... I say the '90s because Jim Hahn was a friend, is a friend of mine, and he was a city controller at the time. So I had asked him, "Is there anything we can do to get these shelters cleaned up, remodeled?" And he's like, "I don't know. Let me look into it." So, anyways, he started finding bond money that has been put away for animal shelter, animal services. So. He started finding and researching. So then we got to him being city attorney. So now we're starting to use the bond money to build six facilities at $26 million each. San Pedro was the last. Um, Then he became mayor, and that was amazing because, I mean, I think he's the only mayor that's been proactive with animal services and everything. So we got these facilities built, and so then I was down here and we have a grooming room, but it's an empty room. There's no shampoo. There's no equipment. Mm-hmm. There's just water in a tub, not even a towel. So I said, oh my gosh. I said, well, how do we order this? They're like, what do you mean? I said, what do you mean? What do I mean? How do we order? Ta- oh no, we don't supply that. What? Okay. So that was, my wheels started turning. So meanwhile, um, we had um, misting systems put in all the shelters with osmosis and stuff. So uh, Janice Hahn, they wanted to open our shelter on June 7th, 2009. I said, you know, we're not ready. You know, they haven't put the misting system. She was like, well, let me call the city controller. So it was some guy named Ken. And he says, oh, no, we took that out of the budget. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you guys are by the ocean. You don't need missing system i said what so that's where pedro pet pal started and so, this is you're talking about the facility that's on uh yes this Gaffey is, and yes and this Channel. is two weeks before opening in june in june okay <laughs> so on opening day it was 105 dogs were passing out in the kennels we had act's and volunteers hosing them down so um i went up to the mayor and i said um we need to get these misting systems in here. And they're like, oh my gosh. So I explained to him, I said, because I hate to let the media back here to see what's happening. 
animal people are not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. So I ordered ice. Anyways, we got through it. And um, so I was raising funds to put a missing system in. Okay. So I had raised, I put it in the newspaper. Donna Littlejohn's been an angel for animals. And we raised $10,000 like the first week. So I told everybody, look, I'm not cashing anyone's check because we're still trying to see if we can get this money to have them put in. Because the city, they have contracts with certain people and has to be licensed, all this stuff. So I found this guy in the valley. That's all he does is misting. He's mm -hmm. a contractor. So the city's, well, does he have a misting license contract? I go, what do you mean? Well, he has to apply for the city. Because see, at this point, we're on a time frame. Mm -hmm. I go, what are you talking? It's like they did everything they could to block me. Okay. We could have got a missing system in there with somebody who could have maintained it for 19000 So we ended up, they ended up finding bond money and we had to use these people from Arizona that charged $60,000. Never, I know. What? So anyways, long story short, we got them in. But so now I have this $10,000, right? So I, and now I'm thinking, okay, well, we need leashes. There's nothing. We need everything. The only thing the city provides is vaccinations when they come in they provide food water and processing the paperwork okay. and is this a limitation on just the what the bond money can be used for or yeah it's okay. for building yeah yeah and I, so it doesn't account for food, all the other no and supplies. i don't know why but i think when people donate they don't realize that kind of stuff so if you donate to the city it goes to a main pot and that goes towards food that type of maybe buildings, something towards has does not go to the extras. The supplies. Right. Even when Dr. Prupis, who's the chief uh, vet, is amazing, he wanted to start doing orthopedic surgeries, you know, because dogs come in and get hit. So it he finally got it approved from the city, and the city goes, that's fine, go ahead and do your surgeries, but we're not paying for the hardware. So he came to us, and we paid for all the pins and whatever they needed you know now the city pays for it i believe i don't because he hasn't asked me in a while so i'm assuming that the city's paying for it but you know as far as the city's concerned animal services is the on the bottom mm -hmm. you know even though they're all animal lovers but as far as budgeting they really that needs to get changed as well i'm hoping you know the next mayor right so you raised all this. So the right. 10, so I called. Uh huh. So I called every single person and told them, "Look, this is what we need." Every single person said, "Please, yes, use this towards." Because I wasn't even a nonprofit at the time. So had you been working at the shelter or volunteering at the shelter? Volunteering. I only. They've always called me when they needed stuff. I. You will never see me at the shelter. They're my heroes. We all have different strengths. This is how we save animals. My strength is not being at the shelter. But they have volunteers that are amazing. And they reach out to us. Hey, we need, like, we just, they just reach out to, they needed, because um, they're so overloaded, these huge crates, like, for the cats. So oh, we just right. bought four of them. Mm -hmm. And I think it was last Friday they got delivered. So anytime they need stuff, they contact us. and Or if there's a redemption, someone can't afford to get their dog out or mm -hmm. cat, we, we cover that too. You know, because that's yeah. what we, because we're all volunteer. We do all of our, all of our money is fundraised. Yeah. So that's something that I definitely want to ask for yeah. sure and talk about. But. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So anyways, back to the 10,000. So I used the money to buy uh, grooming stuff. We got dry. I mean, basically to start setting up the shelters. I started the volunteer program. 
leashes, harnesses, all that. The money goes quick. Mm -hmm. uh, the cat room, we updated the cat room. We had buildings. So we did a lot. And then one of the donors who I'd never met, his name was Clint Patterson, who is like my right-hand man. He, Him and I just hit it off. And he is a big part of Pedro Pep House. I'm not sure if he's my secretary or treasurer. I just call him my boss. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's amazing. Um, so he he was so happy with what we were doing. And that's when everyone said, you have to become a nonprofit. I'm like, what? What's What do you mean? What's that? You know? And then that's when it all happened. I didn't even have it. They're like, do you have a name? I'm like, I don't know. what. Uh, I don't know. We're Peter, Peter Pep House. You and just came stuck, up with it. Yeah, huh? within like a second, they had me. What's a mission? What is? What is? It, what do you mean by a mission statement? I never did any of this. Right. So yeah. So anyway. So yeah. Here we are. Uh, what eleven? What, what two thousand nine? What is? How many years? Wow. So 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 13, years. Fourteen years. In the fourteen years, we uh, we were given a bus, mm -hmm. and we raised a hundred thousand dollars and made it into an adoption bus. It's amazing. It's, it's this one here. But, oh, I yeah. heard about this. Wait, yeah. this was a bus that was donated, right? To the you? bus was donated from DeLuca Fish, John DeLuca and, and Fred DiBernardo, who's, they're also, uh, Fred DiBernardo is also, they're a big, huge part of uh, Pedro Pet Pals, huge animal lovers. And then my friends from Carson Trailer, who build trailers, he's, he's like, really, you want me to make this? I said, yeah, make this into... It's gorgeous inside. So we made it. We raised a hundred thousand. He did it pretty much at his cost. That's and incredible. yeah. So yeah, Carson trailer uh, is amazing. So the inside, Bill and Michelle. It's all stainless. It's gorgeous. Oh yeah. my goodness! And the whole purpose of having this bus is so that you can mobile adoptions, like okay. for the shelter. Yeah, we don't get. We're basically like the Uber. We don't get funds. Like we've never taken a penny for an adoption. Uh, we had. Um, uh, now we have uh, our own cat branch that broke off from another group. So I guess we're just starting that now. Mm -hmm. So we will, we have a cat lounge. So that's starting to happen. I don't, I think it is through Peter Pep House. I'm pretty sure it's going to be. Yeah. But, yeah. But other than that, we're partnered with Animals Rule, P uh, Pet Protectors League. She's amazing, Donna. So we have a lot of people. That this is incredible. I mean, the network that you've, happen to like foster and build and uh connect we need fosters with. yeah yeah that you've been able to connect with is incredible and all yeah. local organizations here mm -hmm. um i'm curious what was the beginning of your relationship with the shelter initially like what sparked that how did that come about well i was doing bulldog rescue with socal bulldog rescue mm -hmm. so um they used to call me when they got bulldogs and that's how it full started. Then I became friends with everybody there. And then I did help out there a couple of times, but I just, I couldn't. This is the old shelter that was on battery. I just, I wanted to take them all home and I was losing sleep over it. And I'm like, well, there has to be a way where we can get these dogs out. So I used to take pictures and make flyers before cell phones and mm -hmm. social media. And I would put them at the business or I'd put them around town, my friends' businesses. And we started getting adoptions that way. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then how long did you work with that organization? 
Which one? The the uh, SoCal Bulldogs. Oh, I'm see? still part of SoCal Bulldogs. Oh, you yeah. are? So- I've taken a big part away from it. I've been away because Peter Pet Pals consumes. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm very much involved with them. Very Yeah, Skip is amazing. Skip and George, yeah, they're yeah. great people. That's incredible. And then how did that connection go with the shelter on Harbor and, like, the new shelter? It's still going on. When they get Bulldogs, they'll call me or gotcha. whatever. Yeah. So, so, and this is like, I'm just going to cut this, but this is so that I understand a little bit more. So you started with, um, the SoCal Bulldog Rescue. SoCal Bulldog Rescue. And then from there you befriended, um, John Han, right? Or who? No, Jim Han was, Jim Han, Jim Han had been my customer and friend for many years, his family Okay. before all that. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with him- Jim Han was the mayor in 2001. Okay. Here in LA. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then with his help, the since, the bond money and all that was able to, to build, build the yeah. new facility. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you then... Um, six facilities. Six LA, facilities. LA City Shelters. Uh-huh. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. And then from there, you were able to make the connection to see, okay, I need to fundraise. And like it's best to just help with that, with all the extras that isn't accounted for from city money, right? Right. And then that led into spay neuters for the community. And like we do vaccine clinics, you know. And this is all under the umbrella of Pedro. Pet yeah, House. we do them at our building. Yeah. We have there's some mobile um vets that come out and do all we do dental clinics and yeah. Um it's all about someone had said, Well, my dog has shots. Okay, well, everybody shares the same dog parts, sidewalks, everything. So if you got unvaccinated pets playing with your pet, that can be a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, we have uh, influenza going now, leptosis with, you know, from wildlife peeing and uh, animals' waters. So we're, we offer those vaccines as well. So it's all about keeping everybody healthy because everybody plays together. Mm-hmm. So Uses the same grounds correct. and all of this. Correct. Right, yeah. right. Let's talk a little bit about the building. How did that come about? Um, well, one of my goals from Pedro Pep House was having a building with a low-cost vet. because we And I always keep Dr. Butchko in my mind because he's so amazing. Long Beach Fix It with Sherry, is they're amazing down there too. They're very similar to Butchko, but they're just so busy because they're so reasonable. Mm-hmm. She also takes in... You know, she has her own, it's called um, Sparky in the Game. So that's her rescue at Long Beach Fix It. Mm. And so, because they get a lot of pets that, you know, they fix up and then they need homes. So she just, I mean, she's overwhelmed too. She needs volunteers and yeah, it's just tough, you know. Right. Is it, as an industry as a whole, especially struggling. now. Struggling. It's struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of days I just... You just want to run, you know, but then what happens? They, these these animals need a voice. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. It's a tough balance, but it's something you have to do. You got to just keep focused on what you're about. It's all about the animals. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. otherwise it's easy to get swayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, something I really want to talk about is what's incredible and in what I read about you guys. You guys are a nonprofit and a true mm-hmm. nonprofit. Mm-hmm. 100% of the proceeds go to... Correct. Everything that has mm-hmm. to do with all the services you provide. Correct. And the services include supplying shelters mm-hmm. with additional things, mobile um, transportation, Ubers for rescues, which mm-hmm. I like that idea. Um, what else does it include? 
free vaccines, uh, spay neuters, um, anything that pertains to pets, we do. Uh, we have a cat lounge. We're the only cat lounge. Basically, you go in. There's available cats for adoption, and they can run free. They're not in cages. So that's Saturday and Sundays from 12 to 5. Okay. So we have that. Um, so the buildings, uh, it's coming along. You know, pretty soon we'll be doing adoptions from the shelter because that's one of my main goals is getting those animals cleared out. And even even with our rescue partner, uh, Stephanie, she's got purebreds, puppies. We can't get homes for them. Mm-hmm. It's a different atmosphere. So everybody works really hard. How many people are a part of Pedro Pet Pops? Oh, gosh. Many. A lot of people. Yeah, we have a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. You guys have a lot of, um, you fundraise not through the way of like asking door to door. What is your fundraising style? Um, <laughs> I always try to do things where you get a lot of bang for your buck. So you never know. <laughs> One of our biggest uh, is Bingo for Booze. Someone on my board owns Gentleman Clubs and they donate booze to us name brand booze so i said what can we do with this so we do bingo for booze so you win um it's all prizes so we do baskets you get a couple bottles of name brand booze we put gift cards in there and we just put a bunch of fun stuff well all of our fundraising baskets all have a bottle of booze themed to whatever the basket theme is oh cool yeah we do really fun Um, yeah we did just did a comedy show uh thing that was fun we do I've done the sailboat where we had, it was like, it was supposed to be like a sunset harbor cruise. Yeah. It turned into a booze cruise. (laughs) So people have a lot of fun at our events. I always try to think of something different. You never know what I'm going to come up with, especially at bingo. I've had a lady there making balloon hats. I've had an Elvis impersonator. I've had um, a man playing the Theron. Theron. It's like the spooky because it was during Halloween. You know, the spooky music. So you just never know what I'm going to, and my board doesn't even know a lot of times because I pay for it myself. So I always throw something in there. Yeah. And then when they come, the bingo bags, you always get prizes in your bag. You get your bingo, you get all your stuff. So people have a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we always, always have like 200 people plus. And then um, Tommy down at San Pedro Fish Market and Rosemary, there's generous. They always donate the room to us and everything. They are amazing. Okay. So Tommy yeah. Mafatano and Rosemary, they're Rosemary, they're amazing. And oh. that whole group down there is San Pedro Fish Market is great. Yeah. They're big sponsors of ours too. So, so you get a lot of local support. That's what it is, mainly local support. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we have Irene, who's one of our big donors. She owns um, Bay City's uh, Deli in Santa Monica. She's amazing too. Big pet lover. Good friends of uh, one of our board members, Kathy Cerami. She does Cerami sales. Okay. Italian imports. So we're good. Yeah. As a business owner, I know how it is, especially now when people come ask and ask. Because if you, if you say no to one, you have to say no to all. If you say one to yes... And you have to say yes to all of them. You can't pick and choose. So I, I don't do that. I, you know, people want to write a check and send it. We're more than grateful, but I'm not going to go ask them for money. Mm. Yeah. If yeah. somebody was listening to this, mm-hmm. um, what is some ways that they can donate? Um, we've had, okay, so let's say a company wanted to donate a check to us. So what we do is um, I make sure they get recognition for that either on our website and definitely social media. 
So this way here, you know, my hopes is for them to get customers out of it, knowing, hey, you know, they like love pets. Yeah, I love that. Um, if it's an individual person, I think on your website, you there's a way to donate. Yeah, as well. we have Venmo as well. And also another big, huge supporter is Janice Hahn, Jim's sister. She's amazing. And Erica, they have their huge Pedro Pet Pal supporters. So they come out with anything we need. The tables, they're right there. Never know. They're amazing. So it's nice to have a big group, you know, where we're attached to, Mm -hmm. you know, we support everybody as well. Mm -hmm. So it's good. And um, something that's nice and a good way for you to like support is that if there's a business that is supporting a cause that you like, hey, that's a great way to also go about. We always do that. Absolutely. We do that. Sirens, Yolanda at Sirens. Love her. She's amazing. She, whatever we need, she's right there too. Yeah. She's an animal lover. Yeah. Cinnamon, her baby is, we got to her. So yeah. So we, we do a lot, you know, it's hard to really explain because we're like an octopus. We have our hands. Mammal Care Center needed fish one time for baby seals. You know, we were able to get that. So it's just, we do so much, you know, it's not just cats and dogs, you know, we've had injured possums or people call me raccoons or whatever. We've just birds. We have bird uh, people on my, on my board, <laughs> a lot of that. So we try to help with or point you in the right direction. You know, so mm. that's why my phone just, you see, it doesn't stop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It just doesn't stop. I appreciate that. Um, something that I wanted to ask you is you are a true animal lover, and that's like underlining the animal part. What have been some of the pets that you've had yourself? Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Well, up until recently, you mean? Okay. So like, I, of all time. I was a foster fail. <laughs> Like in 2000 and uh, I don't even know what year. Let's just put it this way. 2016, I had six bulldogs and a chihuahua, all male. The chihuahua nine pounds was the boss. His name was Rupert Elliott. Well, in 2016, they were all over the age of 10. Uh, uh, Rupert was 15 with four teeth, the boss. I started losing them. So I lost my last one in 2017. And um, I still have... Wait, wait, wait. I had... Yeah, 2017, I lost my last one. So I actually had no dogs. I had never had no dogs. The the last one was like my baby baby. And mm-hmm. it was unexpected. The other ones had kind of been sick a little bit, but not really. So I took them in and... Um, Oh, he's fine. Come get him. And when I was waiting for him, he went to full arrest. So I don't know what I don't know what happened. So, anyways, I didn't have any dogs uh, for a short time, for five months, and uh, I, I I'd been wanting a puppy. I hadn't had a puppy my whole life since I was a kid. You know what I mean? So I called on rescue and wanted a little white bulldog puppy. You know, and we get him sick usually. Spinal bifid. And I said, I don't care. What's whatever. I just want a puppy. So, um, yeah, so anyways, uh, and it never got the puppy actually wait, take it back. So my girlfriend goes, I have a Frenchie here that's pregnant, was dumped at the shelter. She was in bad condition. She goes, she's going to have puppies. Do you want one of those? I said, yeah, you know what? I'll take a puppy because my dad needed a dog because his dog had died, um, November of last year. So anyways, so his name was Sully. I've was I waited for him for four months. She was sending me pictures, this and that. Well, then rescue called me and said somebody needs a, 
surrender their dog and they're in Lamita. And I said, all right, I'll go. I usually don't like to do that because it's always a bad situation or a sad situation. So I went ahead and went and it's this little male white bulldog. He was 11 months old. So, and he needed me more than I needed that puppy. So, cause he had some medical issues, $2,000 the first week. Okay. Yeah. But that's part of owning a bulldog. You you know that, you know, you don't, you don't, there went my vacation, you know, that yeah. I haven't had since 2014, right? So anyways, um, I ended up keeping him and it broke my heart that I had to give that puppy up. But it all worked out. The people who adopted him through Animals Rule own a bunch of uh, pet stores down in San Diego. And he goes everywhere with these people. I mean, he is so spoiled. So it, it's, I'm happy to see that. Yes. And I have Sunny. So I have, uh, so five months after my dog died, I, Orange County called me and said, we have this dog we're going to euthanize because Bulldog Rescue says he has a bite record. You can't take him. Can you come down and check him out? And I was like, you know, like crap. So I go down there with the trainer, my Adam New, who's our trainer. And I had a cheeseburger from McDonald's in my pocket. That's the trick. <laughs> So I signed all the release forms and went to like, what is this guy like Cujo or what, man? What's going on here, right? I'll show you a picture when we're done. So uh, three, their director and two other people were like, and they had him isolated with this nut dog. So we go and I finally I'm like, dude, you guys need to back up. I've already signed your consent. If I get bit, it won't be the last time. It's not the first. So we slipped a lead on him and they had like a grass area. So we went over to the grass area. I dropped my purse. I went all the way in because it was so noisy, the dogs. So I told Adam, I said, let him go. And all of a sudden you hear, oh, right? So I was sitting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was sitting. I could tell already he was just scared. So he kind of comes sniffing. And I was like, no, wait, get my purse. I don't want him to pee on my purse, right? I was more worried about that than getting bit. <laughs> so he comes down to me and I said, are we going to be friends? Or are we going to, because I'm ready to roll on the floor with them, right? Because lots of, a lot of times you got to do, you got to pin them so they know. So he was looking at me. I said, you going to be a good boy? And he looked at me. He just sat there looking at me. And I gave him the cheeseburger. He started kissing me. And it'll be five years I've had him in April. Oh, my gosh. I took him home. And they were like, oh, my God. And uh, So you have been awarded the SNP LA Catalyst Award. Um, for all of your work with spaying and neutering and then also animal welfare. Um, I wanted to know what is next for your vision board. For we just had a meeting on that on Saturday, next five years. Um, you know, the next five years, I like to get the building has kind of taken us off track a little bit. Not that we haven't been doing everything, but we've been we've focused a lot of our energy on getting it done and, you know, they're building the vet side now mm -hmm. and it needed a lot of work and it seems like it was one problem after another, but we were still doing spay neuters, vaccine. So our projection for the next five years is basically spay neuter, get more dogs saved, cats saved, guinea pigs, all of them saved or into homes and really educate people. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd really like to get back working with uh, animal cruelty with LAPD and I was working with the DA because, um, you know, in the court system, animal cruelty is down at the bottom as well. And what I have tried to do when I have been called to court cases is explain 
Animal cruelty is the beginning of a lot. Uh, domestic violence, pedophile, it goes on and on and on. That's just where it starts. They start with they're cowards and they start with animals that can't protect themselves or don't have a voice. But if you look into a lot of the uh, um, uh, files of domestic violence, or I looked at hundreds of them, on and on and on, they always had animal cruelty mm. in there. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to do that to start getting more charges uh, sticking. Because a lot of times you get there, the judge like, oh, well, what time is it? And I want to get them enforced. But we need money for that, for the city. You know, they need more people we need more animal control animal control officers we need animal services people but again we're way down the bottom mm -hmm. but it's also a crisis you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i don't know i'm hoping this next mayor you know um will be able to help make changes with that you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. whoever yeah. the mayor is what what are some other areas you want to see improve or what are some other visions you have for pedro pep house expanding citywide mm -hmm. yeah doing what we do you know around the city because there really isn't anyone i was gonna ask is There's there nobody. any other organization no i would doing join this? them no <laughs> <laughs> if they were i would join them yeah. you know i mean rescues do the rescue thing which is great but there's not funders, and we're basically funders, yeah. and we make things happen, mm -hmm. and um, and that's what we do. Are you kidding? If there was another group, I'd join them. Yeah. I would close up shop and go, hey, let me help you, you know? Yeah. But no, there's not. Yeah. So we're very unique. We have our hands everywhere. I love that. I so. love that it's different. I love that you're focusing more on just helping the ones that are doing the work for the the shelters and the rescuers, yeah. but you're doing the work for the supplies, all the things Everything that are needed. for the animals. Yeah. 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 There's, we, yeah none of us get paid um, n nothing. It all goes to something with an animal, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? Um, so I wanted to ask you before we wrap up to people of Pedro, anyone listening, what are some things you want them to know? I'd like them to know what we really need volunteers and fosters. And we're not picky on times. We're not picky on days. But we could really use it to help the community, the pet community, you know. So, um, And also, they follow us on Facebook. We offer a lot of free stuff. Or if it's not free, it's very low cost. Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot of stuff. And then come to our fundraisers. They're fun. They sound fun. They are fun. They're, they're always a kick in the pants. It's always something. You never know. Yeah. Nothing, I don't like, nothing's worse than going to a boring fundraiser. I've been to many. I'm like, can I just pay and leave? Like, let me just buy that and leave. No, ours are fun. Yeah. I love that. I'm ready to sign up for one. Yeah, too. I'm going to, I'm looking into doing comedy and carbs next. All right. So, um, one question I like to ask all of our guests is to describe your favorite San Pedro experience, whether it was a memory in the past or what your ideal day would look like. Um, I'll tell you what some of my, one of my favorite men is the fisherman fiesta with all the fishing boats that used to be down there. We were just driving by because I was doing that adoption event and I go, God, we, we had so many great times down here and it looks like they're going to put the Iowa, they're going to move the fishing boats, but it was great in its heyday. It was one of my favorite me memories, that fisherman fiesta and all the fishing boats and we, they would barbecue down there on the boats. Wow. It was amazing. It was really fun. And then um, Amanda is not here because she's, you know, feeling a little under the weather. But she wanted to ask. These are her questions okay. that she likes to ask everyone. Okay. 
tell us something that concerns you about San Pedro. And then afterwards, tell us something that excites you about San Pedro. Some of the things that concern me about San Pedro are our homeless crisis. Um, I wish there was something that we could do to regulate that because it seems like they have carte blanche to do whatever they want. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's scary. I have never been scared in San Pedro, born here, raised here, but there's times like, you know, I, I'm constantly looking around now. I mean, you just don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and uh, I'll tell you, it's feeling unsafe. I think is the scary part for me. Mm -hmm. I don't like to feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. anywhere i've never felt unsafe till now so that's it okay so what was the other question <laughs> the other question is what excites you about san pedro oh i love san pedro um just keep our traditions going um i i just hope they don't take away all of what san pedro was built on like this ports of call they can, they, they're changing the name they want to change they want to change pedro like this people come here because of who we are and how we are mm-hmm. like don't take that away leave it you know mm-hmm. it excites me that if they would leave that part of pedro you know i know i'm sure you remember angela romi and uh she she was amazing and uh she was so worried that they were going to take away all this historical stuff and i just hope they don't like you got to incorporate you know i understand we have to build new and stuff but let's incorporate what made this town into mm-hmm. the new, mm-hmm. you know, mesh it. You, there's no reason. Don't change it. Mesh it. Like, let's work together on doing all this stuff, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, there's so much potential here. You know, I just hope small businesses that made this town stay, they've been making it really hard for small business. And um, childhood memories for food, like Slavko's chicken and that kind of busy bee Mm -hmm. um so i just hope that kind of stuff continues yeah our last question is how can people find you how can they find pedro pet pals well we're on the corner of seventh and mesa across from um sirens and the commerce uh chamber of commerce um they could reach me we have um we have we have a website pedropetpals.com uh we have a phone number they can Text me personally, 310-991-0012 if they like. Uh, Check us out. Come on down. The lounge is open right now from uh, 12 to 5, Saturday, Sundays. We also have cat food for donation of 100 cans for $45, a fancy feast. Yeah, you can't find cat food for 45 cents a can, tell you that much. If they want to donate, they can donate at pedropetpals.com. Or they can send a check to Pedro Pet Pals. The address is 395 West 7th Street, San Pedro, California, 90731. They can also Venmo? Venmo, yeah. It's whatever. Oh, yeah. So they can Venmo at Pedro Pet Dash Pals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have all of these um, information that you mentioned linked in the show notes so people can click on it and go directly to it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank I know you you're for busy. inviting me. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to get down here and yeah. start getting the word out again. So yeah, definitely. Nice. Thank and you. We'll share a lot of the resources and links too. Thanks for being a pet lover. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks.
That's all for our episode. Follow us for more on Instagram at HelloSPPodcast. Huge thanks to Rock Ashfield at Palm Realty Boutique for providing us such a gorgeous recording space. And thank you to all of our amazing Patreon supporters. Leave us a review and share this episode with your friends, neighbors, and coworkers. See you next week. Thank you.